So I'm hoping you've got a, uh, a cuppa. You've uh, had your second fill of um, scrambled eggs and sausages, and that'll fill you up for the rest of the day, probably. And uh, you're sitting back and you're relaxed and you've had a good chat with people on the table uh, with you. And uh, so we're, we're thrilled to have um, a special guest here today and we're going to have a, a chat. And I'm going to uh, ask that you would show your appreciation. I'm going to invite Robert Lingard to come down the front. So let's show our appreciation. <laughs> Grab that mic. Have, have a seat. Thank you very much, John. Now... This is, this is Robert Lingard. Now, um, there, is, there is another Robert Lingard in town, and we've got, to, we've got to work some lingo here to work out we don't get confused between um, another Robert Lingard. Um, is this Robert Lingard in relation to you? or? Uh, well, actually, yes. I, I happen to be named after him. Um, here's my dad. He's your dad. <laughs> so, um, apart from calling him dad, like... What do we call... All my life I've uh, constantly been referred to as Robert Jr. Um, and that's fine if people want to call me Robert Jr. I, I try to suggest, call me Robert W because at least we have different middle names. Um, at, when it comes to restaurants and cafes, I tell them Bobby Bill, Robert William. Um, <laughs> it usually gets a good laugh and it's fun to hear them call out. Bobby Bill. So, <laughs> will that stick? We can call you... Uh, look, I hope it doesn't <laughs> stick. You hope it doesn't <laughs> stick. But now that you've said it... <laughs> look, if you want to call me Bobby Bill for the rest of the day, Bobby I, Bill. I'll answer to it. I will answer to it. Well, because here's the deal. Um, Robert Jr. is, is a part of um, Lismore... Uh, well, the Religious Education Association of Lismore. We, we call it REAL, R-E-A-L. Um, your dad is also on the payroll with REAL. I've been there longer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so therefore, you should be junior. You should be. You've got some superiority then, have you? Or, yeah. 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 Which is always a bit of fun when we're having uh, we're having meetings and we've got uh, Robert and Robert yep. Lingard and Lingard. So um, we, we've established that Robert Lingard, not the W one. What's his middle name? Uh, G George. So Robert G uh, is your dad. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Like, did you grow up in this area? Um. It's a little bit complicated. Um, I was born in Newcastle back in 1998, and I was there for a few years. I don't remember it a whole lot. I remember bits and pieces. When I was little, we moved to Brisbane. My parents were part of the Salvation Army, and uh, in that they were uh, ministers, and so they got moved around to different churches, and we moved around with them, of course. We were in Brisbane for a time, and then my parents eventually decided, hey, it's time to uh, move to Lismore, because that's where the rest of the family is, and they wanted their kids to grow up around the rest of the family. So when I was in year two of pr primary school, Queensland year two, we moved here to Lismore, and I've pretty well been here ever since. So this is really, you, you'd call home, this is what you've, you've known as yeah, Lismore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, your parents being uh, Salvation Army, um, well, captains, ministers, or whatever. Um, your your mum, Lynn, is also in, in ministry that quite a few people here may, may know of as well. Is it your mum? Yeah, that's right. Um, both of my parents have been in ministry or, uh, much, for much longer than I've been around. Um, they went to 
they did their training together and uh, I think they graduated from their training and got married in the same year and then they've just been doing ministry together ever since. So I believe, I believe your dad had a, a ministry role at the Southern Cross Uni. That's right. Uh, for a number of years, my dad was the chaplain at the Southern Cross University here in Lismore. Um, and that continued up until a few years ago. Mm. Um, and he has now joined Real to be the chaplain for both Lismore High School and Richmond River High School. And your mum? Uh, my mum, for many years, had been the chaplain at the Karuna Nursing Home in Ganelaba, uh, particularly in the, the Marima section. She uh, provided um, chaplaincy for the people there as well, uh, the residents there as well as uh, the staff and the families that came to visit the, uh, the residents. Uh, she's no longer doing that now. She, she left that and did some other work for a while, but now she's working with Baptist Care. Yes, we'll uh, call it Baptist Care. Yes, yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so now she, oh, I hope I get this right because it's still kind of new and I'm still learning what she does. But I believe she goes around to uh, people and visits them in their homes and provides chaplaincy support in that way now. Hmm. So that's 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 your mum, Lynn. Yes. Part of the part of the Baptist family, really. Now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, here you are, that uh, Robert Lingard Jr. W. Yep. Bobby. Bobby Bill, um, grow up in a Christian home, but that doesn't automatically make you a Christian, does it? Um, no, it shouldn't, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> you've thrown me a really tricky question. Uh, look, <laughs> love it, love I, it. I think it makes it easier. Um, I know I've grown up with Christianity for all of my life. Um, I have grew up alongside three younger brothers, um, and we all uh, believe ourselves to be Christians. Um, but I think just because you grow up surrounded by Christians, that doesn't necessarily uh, makes you a Christian. It's what you do. Uh, to like, It's you believing in God, really. And I feel like um, I've been uh, carried by God my entire life to believe in Him and uh, work for Him. And... I really have to thank my parents for showing me that at such an early age, and the fact I've been able to do that for most of my life—it's—it's been—it's re been really good. So, was there a moment, like a, a particular age or something, when you go, "Okay, there's my parents' faith. I need to develop my own faith." Um, I think so. I think growing up, it was always a part of me, um, and it—I can't think of any particular moment where I feel like that uh, switch of faith uh, really flicked on. But that said, when, growing up, there were some youth camps I went to. Um, there was a youth camp called Ichthus, uh, which I, I remember very fondly. And it was some... One night at Ichthus, they, they did this event where they had everyone in the hall and uh, they, they were praying uh, for people on their behalf and uh, for people who weren't Christians, it was a good opportunity for them to um, come up and say, hey, I want to be a Christian, can you pray with me? And although um, I, I had always considered myself as a Christian, I really feel like uh, that night, um, uh, it, it's a night I remember very well, and I remember s staying back with uh, people 
and someone coming up to uh, one of the leaders coming up to me and uh, asking to pray with me and I, I just remember that night very very well um, and so as I said I, I don't really feel like that's the big switch moment but I think that's a, an important night in my mm. life as being a Christian and and you you sort of just been I guess on that on this journey with 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 God ever since and even before that really absolutely yeah mm. so uh, you went to school locally here? Uh, yeah, so I started my schooling at uh, Craigslee State School in Brisbane. Um, I was there for up until Queensland Year 2, and then I moved uh, here to Lismore. Now, the difference between the Queensland and New South Wales education system means that just because you've completed Year 2 in Queensland doesn't mean you've completed Year 2 in New South Wales. Try explaining that to a seven-year-old. Um, <laughs> when I moved to Lismore, I was very miserable. I thought, I finished year two. Why do I have to do year two again? I was very angry. I, I, I wasn't a particularly uh, great child to be around. I was miserable all the time, angry, picking, fight with my, picking fights with my brothers. Um, but, yeah, it's where I did my schooling. I was at Lismore Heights for three years, then I moved to Ganalabar Public. Things were uh, a lot better for me. There was a bit of a bullying problem at Lismore Heights. Um, and then I did six years of high school at Kadena. Um, I had a, a girlfriend in Kadena at, uh, at the end of year seven. I'm very, very happy to say that that girlfriend is now my wife, Michaela over there. <laughs> Love you, Michaela. Uh, but yeah, so Lismore for most of my schooling. So, so this then leads me to, so you've gone through your schooling. At, at some point you go, um, is God calling me to be a religious education teacher in high school? Yep. So how did that unfold? Um, yeah, so I, I finished high school and towards the end of high school, my thinking was, I love working with computers. I know it doesn't sound anything like uh, religious education in high schools, but I love working with computers and I'm going to study to be a computer scientist. So I went off to university on the Gold Coast, I was there for two years, and I studied computer science. And by the end of that second year, I was miserable. Uh, it was not good, I was away from my friends, I was away from my family. Um, that second year I'd been living on my own. Um, I had been going to a church up on the Gold Coast, but that second year, things were getting rough, and I just missed Lismore. I had to come back. And so I did. I came back. I left computer science behind. But now I'm in Lismore. I'm part of a way through a degree. What do I do now? Well, I like teaching. In fact, I've got three younger brothers. All of my life, I've been a teacher to them. I should be a teacher, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'll become a teacher. So <laughs> I enrolled uh, within Southern Cross University to become a high school teacher. And using um, the partial degree I earned on the Gold Coast, uh, that contributed to a dual degree with technology. Okay, so on the track there. And then I was asked, hey, do you want to work for real? 
Well, now, when you say work for real, you don't mean work for real, work for R-E-A-L. Yes. Just, um, it's just in case you didn't know. Yeah. Yes, real. Uh, you were working for real before. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, so, someone had come up to me and asked, hey, we're looking for, for people to be high school uh, SRE teachers. And the part of the, the selection process uh, for me was because I'm studying to be a teacher, you should come along and work for real. You're studying to become a teacher, so you're learning uh, how to be a teacher. This gives you some practical experience in the classroom. You're learning the theory side through the university. We need um, some casuals to fill in for people who are going to have some time off soon. So I thought, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I came along and I was interviewed. Uh, I believe Jim Gallagher was on my interview panel. Um, and yeah, he voted for me. <laughs> uh, so I m mustn't have done all that bad to start out. And that was a little over five years ago. Um, there was a, a guy at Lismore High who was about to take some time off. Uh, to do some work placement because he was also studying to become a teacher. And so I filled in for a few weeks of his classes at Lismore High. And starting out, it's not easy, particularly when it's your first time in the classroom as a teacher. Um, but it was a great experience and I continued to stay with Real and eventually... Uh, when some of those uh, teachers before me left, I began to take on their positions in the schools. So, what does it mean to be a religious education teacher? So, this is at Kadena? Uh, so, it was Lismore High f uh, filling in, and then it was Kadena, uh, and it was Kadena for, for about a, a year, I think it was, and then it was Richmond River and Kadena, and that was the case for about another year or two. And then it was just Richmond River for a few years. And right now it's still just Richmond River for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So what would, what would be a, can I use the word normal, a normal day being a, an RE teacher in, in Richmond River High School? Okay. Um, a normal day for, for me at the moment. Um, I, I get to school at the beginning of the day. Um, before classes start, I walk around the school just so uh, students can see that I'm there at the school. I'll talk to some students that I've been talking to. Um, often students will see me and yell, Rob! and start running up to me to say hello. Um, classes start. If I don't have a class, I'll uh, start preparing my lesson. Um, if I do have a class, I'll t take my resources, which is a a basket full of Bibles and worksheets. We'll go to the classroom, I'll log into the computer, get the slideshow up, uh, mark the roll, and um, that's the beginning of the, the lesson. Um, re recess and lunch, at, oh, recess is typically walking around the school, sitting down and having chats with some students who I don't get to see inside the classroom, whether that's because they've gone on to year 11 and 12 and no longer do SRE, or they're students who they're a little bit troubled and they, they don't necessarily uh, believe in God. Um, 
But, but at recess and lunch, this is an opportunity where I can sit down with students who maybe they've not had the courage to get a note uh, signed in, but they can still talk to a Christian and find out what the Christian perspective of things are. And sometimes you get some really valuable conversations out of these students. Hmm. Lunch times, uh, I've been running this thing called You Know Club. It's a, a group where some students get together and we play card games. We don't play Uno. <laughs> we started out playing Uno years ago, but since then we've moved on to other card games. <laughs> we don't play Uno, and we always say we will never play Uno in Uno Club. <laughs> um, and once again, that's an opportunity for lots of different students who are going through their own different things in life to come together and uh, be in, in the presence of a Christian. Um, a lot of the students in Uno Club are people that have been in the SRE classes or currently are in the SRE classes. And so it's good for those students to, oh, for students who aren't in SRE to mix with students who are um, so that they can see the Christian perspective that's rubbed off on them as well as the Christian presence uh, that someone like me brings to the room as well. Um, so that's lunch and then after lunch more classes and then at the end of the day walking past students as they're running off to the bus and wishing them well and telling them I'll see them again on Thursday. Now you've been in this role uh five years and uh, it's been an interesting I'd say five years for you because I'd imagine four years ago you know students in year seven and year eight many of these students would have had an idea yeah I know what these next few years are going to look like but um, we've had two years of COVID lockdowns and last year was um, quite tumultuous with regard to the the floods so you would have had uh, a lot of very uh, confused and, and troubled young people trying to navigate um, some crucial years of their life through anything but but normal years. Yeah, that's right. Um, the COVID years were pretty tough. Um, it started out as just make sure you're wearing a mask while teaching, um, which it's hot. I grow a beard re- really easily, so it becomes scratchy in the beard and makes me want to sneeze. Um, and all the hand sanitizer as well, everywhere. <laughs> Hands felt really gross. Um, Yeah, the COVID years were quite tough because there were a lot of changes happening very quickly. And eventually the schools had to shut down for a period of time and go online. And they told us, look, uh, we can't do SRE at the moment. Uh, SRE is not designed to be run online. Um, And so for a period of time, students didn't receive SRE. Um, but COVID lockdowns came to an end. The schools were reopened and very... Well, actually, we weren't uh, allowed back right away. It took a little bit of time. We kept saying to the schools, hey, can we come back in? Can we come back in? Can we come back in? And eventually they let, let us back in. Restrictions were still heavy. I couldn't do some of the things I normally do. A lot of the activities we uh, I run in SRE had to be scaled back because anything that involved uh, touching things that have been handed out had to be cut off. And I couldn't run my uh, lunchtime groups anymore because um, students just had to be outside in the playground at recess and lunch, locked into their own year groups. They weren't able to intermingle at the time. 
Um, so yeah, it was very difficult. A lot of students questioning, why is this going on? Um, I remember some students asking, uh, why would God uh, make a disease like this? Um, only, only God can know, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it was a difficult time for those students and a difficult time to be running SRE. The flood, um, absolutely devastating. Uh, at the time, I was working at Richmond River and Kadena. Um, no, sorry, just Richmond River. Uh, after COVID, we couldn't get back into Kadena for a little while. Um, I was primarily at Richmond River when the flood happened. I remember the night before the flood being called um, uh, by someone at the school saying, hey, we're going into the school to move things to higher ground because it's expected the water will enter the school. Um, are you able to come and move things? So I left. Uh, I'd uh, been out for dinner at the terrace downtown, which um, that place was also destroyed and hasn't been rebuilt. I get to the school, it's dark, it's late at night, there are people walking around with flashlights uh, getting into the rooms. I get into mine, I move things around, I put things higher up so that they wouldn't be affected by the flood water when it came through. It came through. The, the classrooms were absolutely demolished. Um, later on, we, the, the staff were given an opportunity to go through, for a walkthrough through the school. Uh, to, to, it was almost uh, a way to say goodbye to the school and have closure about what happened. Some of the classrooms, I, I don't think I could forget, the floors were just pasted in mud. These were carpet floors, but they looked like mud. The windows were all smashed. Um, there were chairs hanging from the ceiling fans because the water had picked them up and uh, put them up there. And then when it receded, they had stayed. The canteen had food in it when the uh, flood water came. The food was still there when we went for our walkthrough. It was not a, a pleasant thing. And then to a little while later be invited back into the school and to see these students and for students to say, hey, are we going back to the school? We're not going back to the old Richmond River site. Um, we at Richmond River currently operates out of uh, a demountable school built between Lismore High and the Southern Cross University. Um, it definitely looks a whole lot better now than it initially did. There's constant works being done to make the place look nicer and feel more like a school and it definitely does feel like a school again. Um, for a lot of students who were severely impacted by the flood, they, uh, we saw students leaving the school in great numbers. Real gave me the opportunity uh, as soon as uh, we had gone to Lismore High temporarily to, to house the students. Real came to me and said, hey, is it possible for you to come in five days a week, be there at the school to talk to students, pull them out of class and have a chat with them? And so that's what I did for, for several weeks after the flood. Um, I think it was a month or two, actually. I was there talking with students, asking them, how are you doing? Can I pray with you? And some of these students recalled 
um, the floodwaters coming through and having to be evacuated, being put on a boat and taken from their homes. Others talked about how they got back and they didn't have their pets anymore. Some students said, oh, my parents only let me come to Richmond River in the first place because of the agriculture program. Well, now that that's gone, they're saying I have to leave. It was a, a very sad and difficult time. Um, things are a lot better now. Students did leave. Some students have come back. Um, I, class numbers fell a little bit because I lost uh, some students entirely um, because they went to other schools. But we're slowly starting to see these numbers go up again as students are now feeling a lot more settled in and uh, are ready to start um, reaching out and uh, be engaged in maybe something that they've not been interested in before. Um, now that they're a lot more settled, I find that students in SRE are talking to other students and saying, hey, you should come along. It's pretty good. And that's been a big driver in growth at the moment. Mm. So through this incredibly difficult COVID and flood time, you must have the, I guess, an, an opportunity to be able to connect. And can you tell us some, some stories of, of, of hope, of, of connection with these young people as they connected, uh, connected with you, but to a higher purpose or a higher opportunity? Um... Is this a, about COVID and the flood, or can, or any, can I talk any, more generally? Those where, where there's a, a story of hope. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't think of a particular story off the top of my head that comes from that. Um, but but there there was a, a story I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. um, one of my Kadena classes from a few years ago. Um, I had a class at Kadena, and it was one of the worst classes I've ever had. These were students who I'd come into the room, and they wanted to make sure that I had the worst day I could possibly have. And they didn't hold back. They did not hold back. Um, they would talk, completely ignore me. Um, I'd try to to teach a lesson, I, I wanted to tell them how good God is and uh, at least teach them something. I wanted them to at least know a word I said when they leave the room. And this was going on all term. In particular, there was this one student up the back of the class. She'd have a phone out the entire class, um, volume all the way up, just watching videos, completely ignoring me and being a significant distraction. And any time I'd try to bring attention to it, they just swear at me and, and be completely dismissive. You said you wanted a, a story of hope. I also wanted hope. I felt hopeless. Um, this was the worst class I've ever had and they were continuing to be worse and worse and worse and it kept getting worse and eventually I snapped. I yelled at the class. I was angry. I was furious. I was trying to help them. Couldn't they see? I yelled at them and I felt pretty bad about it. I didn't want to yell at them. I, I know that they're not necessarily bad people. They just didn't want to be in the class. I prayed about it, 
it was hard. But the next lesson on the schedule was one about forgiveness. It was also the last lesson of the year. Uh, you know what that means? It's almost Christmas time. So, the last lesson on forgiveness. This is perfect time. Uh, it's almost Christmas where we remember uh, the birth of Jesus and uh, how through Jesus uh, we were forgiven. So everything was lining up. I get to this class and one of the, I start uh, teaching them the lesson and generally met with the same dismissal as always. But a few people were listening and enough of them were. We were getting towards the end of the class and I said to them, hey, before the class ends today, I just want to take a, a few moments to, to say sorry. Uh, last lesson, I'm sure you might remember, I, I, I lost my cool. I, that doesn't happen often. Um, in fact, congratulations, you guys. No one's made me lose my cool since I was in primary school. Uh, you guys did an excellent job at that. But I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And... I wish I could take it back. I'm sorry. And to show I'm sorry, I've got this for you. And so I started handing them out candy canes. Some students started uh, objecting to it. Sir, why are you giving us candy canes? We, haven't, we don't deserve this. Other students, didn't you listen? He was talking about forgiveness. This is forgiveness. Sir, no, don't. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Even the student who had been so dismissive of me, who had sworn any time I tried to talk to them, when I handed them that candy cane, there was a, a very, very quiet, but still audible, thank you. Sometimes being in uh, an SRE in high school... Uh, Teaching SRE in high school, it can be really difficult. It can be exhausting and maybe, maybe you might lose your cool every now and then. But when you, you see things like this, when you can see students finally get even a bit of a, a lesson through, when they learn about forgiveness and can see forgiveness uh, at hand, then I think these are the moments when you realize, yeah, it's working. There's, there's hope for these students. If these students can learn this, then who knows what else they're capable of. Mm. Look, yeah, let's, let's show <laughs> <Thank> it. <you. laughs> Look, we're just, we just so encouraged, Robert, for, for someone like yourself who's willing to put up their hand and say, willing to serve in that way. And as you've just indicated, it's it's not an easy, easy job. I'm sure there's a lot easier jobs than uh, being an SRE teacher in the school. <laughs> and, and that being said, can I just, at this moment, I just want to bring Paul up here because I don't know whether you know, but Paul is now part of Real, R-E-A-L, as a religious education teacher. Let's show our appreciation to Paul again. <laughs> a special seat just, just for Paul. Now, you mentioned that, that particular challenging uh, episode was at Kadena High School. That is correct. Um, Paul, where, whereabouts are you um, teaching? Kadena High. <laughs> you so, know what they do with the new kid, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Give him the tough school, is that right? That's it, that's now, 
I want to do just a, a couple of things. The first one is just to basically introduce, not Paul, the, the, the associate pastor here, or Paul, the church planter in Lennox Head, but Paul, the SRE teacher at Kadena High School. Um, you two have connected a little bit, and, and Robert, you've sort of shown Paul the ropes. And, and, and tell us, you've done a, a couple of weeks in the yeah, high school? That's right, yes. How's it been so far? <laughs> It's been an experience. Um, uh, I'm, I'm relating to, to what Robert was saying about his early years. I'm, I'm taking encouragement that, uh, that things will get easier uh, because uh, after teaching one day, I'm, I'm exhausted the next. I'm, I'm completely drained. <laughs> so. I, I want you to, if you could just tell the story you told the other, the other day because I, I just sort of think... Um, Going into the deep end in, in, in schools like this, you, you've got to be ready with an answer, don't you? You've got to be ready for anything. Uh, yeah, and and look, I, I, I guess the, the Lord's been preparing me because so much of my uh, my faith practices in, in the last few years is been trying to put myself into the other person's shoes. My, my heart's to, to reach people that, uh, that don't know the Lord. And so um, high school SRE um, really gives me that opportunity. And um, as Robert was saying, some classes are, are, are tough and terrible and some, some classes they've just got all their heads down and, and, and you cannot engage them. But uh, the, 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 John, the, the story I was sharing with John and I've, I've actually already shared with some of you because it's been my highlight so far. It's, it was it was absolutely wonderful. Was uh, year seven this week? Now I've only taught twice, um, and and just to give you a bit of a background, this year seven class, the first time I taught them, um, a couple of the students said, "We're atheists. We don't want to be here," and and they just refused to engage. Uh, so, um, so this week I go in. Those those couple of students are still there, and uh, and I have other students, and and one student was a catalyst for for what happened that day. And so, so I don't re- mention her real name. We'll just call her Catty, okay? <laughs> Catty the catalyst. But uh, anyway, this, uh, this girl, she did a few odd things, uh, a, a few things to, to provoke. Uh, one of them was she, uh, she had her device out, or I'm just seeing what you're seeing now, and she's looking at this, and, and, and I said, um, please put your device away. And uh, she looks at me, and she looked back down at this, and, and I said, look, I've, I've asked you, please put your device away. And, and I'm, I'm starting to get angry. And she turns it around and shows me that there's nothing in there. It's just the case. And, uh, and for me, it was, well done, Catty. You are going to be a well-known actor one day. <laughs> and I'm going to look back at this and say, I know her. She fooled me one day in school. And, and, and I'm going to come up to you and you're going to say, oh, I don't even know you. <laughs> so that was, that was part of our, our conversation. Uh, but um, we're, we're working through the lesson. And uh, she says, sir, um, what are the seven deadly sins? And uh, it had nothing to do with the lesson, absolutely nothing. And, uh, and I said, I don't know. Well, you should know. You're the religious teacher. And, and I said, well, look, the, the, the problem is some people say seven, 
some think there's a, a, a lot more. Uh, I think there's only one. One? Oh, would you like me to tell you? Yes. Oh, I've got the whole class. They're, they're, they're interested in this. And, uh, and so, you know, I basically told them a little bit about Adam and Eve and that they chose not to trust God and to make themselves God. And I said, that's, that's the one sin, not trusting God, making yourself God. Now let's get back to the lesson. A little bit further. Sir, this is Catty. What if I and her living together, will you support us? And I said, no, I, I, I couldn't support you. You're judging us. No, 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 I, I, I have a wife and two children. I, I don't earn enough to support you two as well. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Wouldn't that be a sin? And I said, weren't you listening? There's one sin, not trusting God, making yourself God. Think about that. Anyway, one of the other girls who, who identified as uh, an atheist, she said, so what if I kill you? That'd be a sin. <sighs> I'll say it again. There's one sin, not trusting God, making yourself God. But what if God told me? Well, I think you've proved the point. You've made yourself God and you're listening to yourself. You're not listening to God. Now, can we get back to the lesson? <laughs> can, can, can I say my heart was, I, I, I was just, I left the place praising God for that conversation. I want a catty in every class. Um, <laughs> but there, there, there is a danger there because, because you, know what, you know what this girl was fishing for and it's so easy to take the bait and to start preaching morals but the reason that I feel God wants people like us there is we want to be telling them the good news about a relationship with Jesus. Uh, all that other stuff, that, that's up for the Holy Spirit and, 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 and growing in faith to, to, to worry about. Uh, not at this point. So, uh, yeah, so we... Um, and, and I've got to thank Robert too because uh, Robert's been very generous with his time. Uh, I am uh, pretty much computer illiterate so he's been helping me with uh, figuring out how to use smart boards <laughs> and whatever. So, yeah, thanks for that, Robert. So I'm sure, Robert, you can identify with uh, this, uh, this story that, that Paul's just told. Have you got any other words, of, you know, publicly here, any more words of advice for, for Paul? I'm sure he's going to have some good days and also some, some bad days, I'm sure. Good luck. <laughs> there it is, <laughs> summed up. It's such a good thing to be doing. Um, when, when I talk about SRE and when I'm invited to things like this, um, if I've got to have a speech prepared, I'll often at the beginning uh, quote a, uh, one of the parables that Jesus tells. It's the parable of the sower, uh, where he talks about uh, the farmer who goes out to sow the seed, and sometimes the seed falls on bad soil and but there's some seed that lands on good soil and it's th those seeds that go to uh, create a crop uh, 60, 30, 100 times what was sown. And I feel like that's, that's one of the verses that I really uh, respond to when I think about SRE. Um, I feel like 
we're the ones out here um, and we're seeing firsthand the seeds that are being sown and watching for for the, the seed that lands on good soil uh, taking root and mm. uh, hoping that we'll see them again one day and maybe they're spreading their own seeds. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Now that's a real encouragement. And, and look, just, just to let you know, Real is a... Um, it's it's a it's an organisation that does have any other funding apart from the, uh, the, the 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 chaplaincy funding. But as far as the religious education goes, it's completely funded by donations um, from people through the through the churches. And and we would encourage you to consider if if you would like to contribute in any way to to Real, you can either go to real.org.au, have a chat to uh, Robert, Paul, or myself if you'd like to uh, to give in some way for this fantastic work uh, in our in our high schools. Robert, we just want to say thank you for, for coming along. Thank you. And, and, and sharing your story. And, and, and I'm sure we've been encouraged by, by hearing from you and the opportunity to be able to rub off onto, onto Paul as he starts his, his, his ministry there as well. Can we just, can we just pray for our, our real team uh, and also for the, for the children, uh, the, the, the students who will be uh, impacted by this ministry? Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this time this morning. We, we thank you for hearing a, a story of, of faith and, and hope. And we recognise uh, that there are so many uh, young people and staff uh, at, our, at our public schools that are so desperately needing um, hope and, and purpose. And we just want to pray for, for Robert and, and Paul and, and the rest of the, the team as they day by day and week by week go into these schools. We just pray that you'd give them opportunity, give them wisdom, uh, give them resilience uh, in all of the conversations, whether it's with, with staff or with students. Um, messages of, of hope to be able to listen and to be able to point in the direction uh, for, for you and, and in you. So we just want to thank you for this time this morning. We pray that you'll continue to, to, to grow and, and flourish this ministry for your glory and for your honour. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.